Los Angeles, welcome to my podcast with my co-host Jeremy Gonzalez. My name is Alan Rodriguez, and this is Uncontested, and I hope you enjoy. Jeremy? How's it going, everybody? Sports fans, boys, girls, dogs, cats of all ages. I'm excited to be here, Alan. This is an episode, or a podcast, I should say, that I feel like has been a long time coming between you and I. This is something that us two as sports fans, you and I have always had different conversations for long periods of time about soccer, about baseball, about basketball. So it's about time you and I start doing this for real, and it's about time that we start carving our path to where we get paid to do this. No, I feel it, man. Definitely. I'm excited to be here. Um, Again, I started this because of your inspiration, because I know you have your own podcast going on right now at Cal State Dominguez Hills. Go Toros. I was a current student in the past there, Um, but go Titans, you know, Cal State Fullerton all the way. Boo. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, I'm excited for this again. I'm excited to share with our new audience that is joining us, our knowledge of the sports, in particular, basketball, baseball, soccer, and football. So definitely, I'm excited. And uh, Jeremy, what we got going on today? Yeah, so again, this is our introductory episode. So you guys get to know who we are, what we're going to be talking about on this podcast, what are the future plans for this podcast, and you're going to find out just pretty much everything that has to do with sports. You're going to learn that through my eyes and through Alan's eyes, through our voice together. We're going to be able to talk to you guys about whatever we want. That's the beauty of this. This is our podcast. We're not under any contract. We're not obligated to talk about the Angels or the Dodgers or just one team specifically. We have the liberty. God bless America. Who doesn't love freedom? (laughs) We have that freedom to just talk about whatever we want on this podcast. You know, and I mean, we have our own designation of what we're going to talk about, but... The fact that we can just be able to talk about anything and everything sports related, I think that's awesome. It is. I definitely agree. But before we get into the sports, let's uh, introduce ourselves, Jeremy. Good point. Good so um, I'm going to start off with me. Again, I am a current Cal State Fullerton student. I'm a senior. I have two more semesters and I can say I finally attained my bachelor's degree, fingers crossed. But the reason why... I decided to start this podcast with Jeremy again because we've always thought about this, you know, when, especially when he started his own podcast, that's again, that's where I got some of the inspiration, but at the same time, you know, why not? I love to talk sports with anyone in general, not just Jeremy. Um, The sports has really built my relationships around me. Um, I was a former student athlete in high school. I went to St. John Bosco High School and I played collegiate soccer for two years so all my really all my friendships that I've made have been through the sports and just honestly I can just talk about sports for hours with anybody and it's 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 great you get to you get to hear the opinions of many of many about their own their own teams or certain players it's just great so this is why I wanted to start this podcast and also again because I play it it's the love of the game I want to be around it as I get older you know, I stopped playing, obviously, so I just want to be around it. So that's my intake. 
so that's why I wanted to do this. So again, anyone that's just joining us, welcome. We welcome you to my, any to all my Angelinos. You know, so hope you enjoy. Jeremy, I think um, something that you kind of touched up on that really resonates with me is that you still want to be around the sport even though you don't play it anymore. You know, and we've we we played separate sports. You know, growing up, you know, you and I have played different sports um, competitively. But we got to a point where, you know, we kind of were like, okay, you know what? Maybe a professional career is not going to work out. So what's the, next best, what's the next best thing for us to still do, still be involved, but, you know, not being actually directly involved in the game, you know? And I kind of had that perspective hit me when I was changing majors at Dominguez Hills. I used to be a biology major. And I decided that killing my brain with chemistry, biology, and physics all at once was not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I decided, okay, well, what's something that I'm going to enjoy? What's something that I'll love to do? And I want to get paid to do it. And that was when I kind of was like, okay, you know what? My love for sports is something that I can probably use to get myself a career. And that was when I started looking into, okay, well... I mean, obviously, a professional career is not going to work out for me. So what are other ways people are involved? You know, there's people behind the scenes, you know, who make everything happen on the business side. I didn't think about it. For me, business just that that's not it for me, you know, and I know it's very interesting, but just not for me. And the other way that people are very involved heavily with professional sports is they're able to recap it. They're able to preview events, you know, like these are people who analyze the game you know, using statistics, data, video, you name it, you know, they use it to help prove a point. That was something that I can get myself into because I love to debate sports. I love to talk sports. I love watching sports. So that was when sports journalism was kind of calling to me. I was like, you know what? This is something that I could probably do for a living. I, I enjoy watching games. You know, the fact that, you know, I've been allowed to go cover some games working for or excuse me not working writing for the school newspaper at Cal State Dominguez Hills you know and in getting internships you know through that school I was able to go cover USC football I've seen UCLA football you know I've gone I was going to cover an LAFC game but unfortunately the pandemic didn't let that happen but I've had good opportunities not only that but obviously you're a Galaxy fan so maybe that paid that played a part I I mean I wouldn't say that but (laughs) I think uh the universe was like you know what you're you're on the Galaxy side we'll go ahead and keep you on the Galaxy side (laughs) so I think uh, that's what kind of happened but regardless of what team I'm covering or what team I've gone to cover I've enjoyed the experience 100% and I realized like this is something I want to do for a very long time, you know, and if it means that I can be around the game professionally and I can somehow get paid to talk about, you know, what my opinion is, that would be a great way for me to make money, which is kind of why I started doing my own podcast at school. I think that getting my feet wet, you know, being able to take that first step into, you know, being on the microphone, I think is what really just kind of made me feel a lot more comfortable and just made me want to do this even more. This is, you're going to find out real soon. This is really addicting. Yeah, I, I really think that a lot of people don't talk about this a lot, but I, I do think that being able to just say what you want, 
you know, and have people listen to it, I think it's a very exhilarating feeling. And you're going to come to know this the further we get into this podcast. You're going to you're going to start thinking like, hey, man, like we're, we're, we're here. We're our opinions like people are listening to this, you know, and maybe they agree with this. Maybe they don't. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, everyone has their own opinions. But the fact that people are willing to just sit there, listen to what we have to say, I think is is I think that's awesome. No, I agree again. Um, listen to your podcast from Kelsey H. Bulletin. I mean, sorry, from Kelsey Dominguez Hills, should I say. It is because I started to listen to your podcast and yeah, I'm always on it, always listening to it. And also, guys, he's also his articles from his uh, school newspaper. They're pretty good, too. Pretty informative. feels like I'm reading like a article from The Athletic, if anyone's familiar, or The Los Angeles Times. That's how it feels for me when he, when he writes... Uh, those articles but definitely yeah um there's a lot in store for for what we have for you guys for the future podcast and then also to add like um i also when i started to work for dodger stadium a couple years back it was a great experience and that's where it also started to fall in love where um this the reason maybe the reason why i also decided to do this podcast because again i just want to be around sports sports is my life i love it um, and I just can't get away with it again. It's kind of I guess you can say it's kind of become an addiction for me too. So definitely, like this podcast is gonna be it's gonna be pretty fun. So I hope all you, all you guys enjoy it. So what we got going today, Jeremy? What's our what's our agenda? What yeah. We well, again, this is the introductory episode. So we're gonna take you guys and we're gonna dive into what this podcast is gonna be and what we're gonna talk about and we're gonna break it down step by step, segment by segment. So. Alan and I agreed that we should focus on the Los Angeles sports landscape, you know, and rightfully so, because this is one of the biggest, if not the biggest sports market in the country. You can argue maybe New York, but I think Los Angeles is up there. Top two for sure. City of champions, man. That's what happened last year. So, I mean, you got the Lakers, you got the Dodgers, you know, and there's a good chance. I wouldn't say it's a guaranteed chance but both teams have a good shot at making it back to the championship again they do completely agree i think yeah i think both i mean obviously right now we can probably we can fairly say that the lakers are having a bit of a struggle but hey you know what where they're at right now in terms of wins and losses and the amount of rest they got after they won the championship i think we're in good shape i know ad is a big loss but you know what i've been watching the games and we're there, man. I, I feel confident. Yeah, so, And for the Dodgers, obviously, they made the biggest splash of the free agency when they signed Trevor Bauer. And just looking at my spring training, seeing Trevor Bauer pitch, everyone coming back, I'm excited for that too. Obviously, again, we have our rivals. They all basically busted like what the Nets are doing, trying to like <laughs> get all the best players you know in the league to just beat the Dodgers. So we'll see, man. It's very exciting. So definitely, it's something to look forward to and to talk about. I agree. Yeah. Uh, hold that thought on the Lakers because we're going to get into that a little bit later. But regarding the rest of the L.A. teams, you know, again, if they're in the L.A. landscape, if they're in the L.A. market, we're likely to talk about them. Whether that's the Rams, whether that's the Chargers, whether that's the Lakers, the Dodgers, Galaxy, LAFC. I mean, you name it, as long as they're in Los Angeles... We have a chance of talking about them, and I think that's great, man. These are local teams. You and I go support. We watch. 
you know we've seen live so i think this is gonna be fun i know and i'm glad um that i don't know if you saw jeremy but the dodgers are able to host 20 percent capacity all la sports all la sports yeah. i say but most mostly excited for dodgers stadium because again when is the last time you and i attended a dodger game i think for me the last time i attended a laker game was when they beat the bucks last year that was the game right before like yeah, that, was the, I, that was the last home game exactly before covid shut everything so down. yeah it's exciting very exciting times right now again going through this pandemic you know and i hope everyone's staying safe out there but yeah definitely it's it's gonna be the stuff that we're gonna talk about again me and jeremy we're great buddies on the side but when it comes to this show again that's why it's called uncontested we're gonna go at it you know he might have his opinions about certain certain teams that i like or certain players and i might have my own opinions about his teams and his and his players that he decides to talk about or there might there might come a time where we decide yeah you know what they're both just not doing it right there's something wrong with that squad so yeah if we see eye to eye on certain subjects you know then okay so be it but the show is uncontested and for those of you that are kind of sounding that out that you might have known or you might have caught that that does sound a little bit familiar, but not quite. And we got inspiration from Undisputed with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. Because number one, I think it's one of the greatest debate shows, sports shows that are that's on TV right now. Number one. And number two, the, the fact that, you know, Shannon and Skip just go at it all the time. Just grilling each other. They're just, you know, they're... It's, I don't want to say they're full-on arguing like a married couple, but the way they go at it back and forth, like that's like how passionate they are. That's how you and I can get sometimes. Not necessarily all the time. Again, there's times where you and I see eye to eye. But I think with our difference in certain teams, our difference with the certain players who we believe are good or great or bad, I think that's where you and I can be able to grill each other in a similar way. And we'll be able to ask each other questions and, you know, put each other to the test and see if, you know, we can really back up what we're claiming or if we can really prove, like, you know, we believe in something or we don't believe in something. So I think, again, that's where the fun part is going to be. It is. Definitely agree. So, again, guys, um, we have for the future podcast. So, again, today is about introduction. But for the future podcast, be ready for um, special ones too, where we dedicate one episode about um, just basketball itself, or base, or baseball, or football, or for like a big competition out there in Europe for soccer, like the UEFA Champions League. So that's literally what you're looking forward to being with us again. Anyone joining us, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate you all. So, Jeremy, so where are we gonna start off today? What's what's the biggest, what's one of the biggest issues that we can talk about today? Well, I mean, if you want to look into, well, okay, so the sport that's on right now would probably be the NBA. You know, we just got back from the All-Star break. Great game, by the way. Yeah, the All-Star game was fun. It I was, think I I really enjoyed the, the whole new format now about the, the two... The two players from each West and East, the big one that get that gets picked to be the, the team leader. I like how they pick out of all like the roster that gets picked, they get to pick their five. I like it too. That yeah. almost uh, that's really similar to like a fantasy draft. It is. You know, and <laughs> yeah. I a lot of I think a lot of people like they get excited when they see that, you know, be, to be able to mix up the East and West All Stars because a lot of people think, 
well, one conference is better than the other. Or, you know, like people have opinions on maybe the East is better, maybe the West is better. But now, I mean, granted, maybe the superstars might be a little more lopsided in one conference. But now that each team captain can pick their own teams and mix up those all-stars, now we get to see a really true all-star match. You know, whether... of, of you know, it doesn't matter who's picking the teams, but we get to see, can they pick a good team to surround themselves with? Can they pick a good, you know, a good bench to be able to support them? Like, it's it's just, there's so much that goes into it, you know, and I just think it's fascinating. Yeah, like, I know we could talk about the three-point contest, the slam dunk contest, but for me, I was really into uh, the whole Team LeBron versus Team, God, team KD, and my God, bro. Team LeBron was just absolutely killing it. I thought, if, I mean, obviously people wanted to see, always wanted to see Steph Curry and LeBron James play together. And that was the first time they got to see each other play together. And, man, it was they unstoppable. Didn't... Like, as much as the East tried to come back, they had the two best sharpshooters in the game, which is Steph and uh, Damian Leonard. And, wow, dude, I was I was blown away. Every, every time Steph or Damian got it from the logo. Like, who does that? That's that's literally how those two players have changed changed the game completely. In the back in the day, used to be more all oh, the big men. They used to be the ones that dominate. They used you to feed be the, the big men and boom, or alley oops and all that. Go inside the paint, boom. But now it's been more widespread thanks to the Warriors, where you have just sharpshooters. They're like literally shooting from anywhere. So yeah, again, All Star break was was uh, All Star game was amazing. In my opinion. Yeah, it's fun to watch, you know, but the regular season is back now. You know, the you know, all-star game is nice and all, but that's a one-time thing. Once a season. The regular season is what matters, and that's what we're kind of focusing on right now. Because there's a couple teams that are looking to fight for that top spot, you know, in in both conferences. And it this is the last 30 something games left in the season. You know, this is where this is starting to get into crunch time. Who's gonna, who's gonna make moves, you know, to to get a player that can probably help them, or who's gonna pick up the slack, and who's gonna dominate every game they play, you know, it it it's a lot of questions that can kind of come up, and it's something that I feel like it's what makes the season fun. You get to see what teams can close out at the end of the season, who locks up the top seed, who's in the top four, who has home field advantage, I mean, or home court advantage, excuse me, but it's just there's so much that goes into this the, the last couple games of the season, you know, and it's something to keep an eye on. It does definitely right now. Again, the team right now to beat is the Utah Jazz because they are in first place. And then on the East is the Brooklyn Nets. But the biggest talk right now, in my opinion, maybe you can agree, Jeremy, is free agency. Uh, free agency is something that's been talked about right now. Um, there's been big names being uh, some of them already been traded to their squads and then others that are waiting to see what's going to happen. And probably the first main one that we can talk about is Blake Griffin. So um, what do you want to start off with that? What's your opinion on that? Well, him going actually, actually should I say him going to to Brooklyn to Brooklyn? Right? Yeah, because I mean, Detroit bought out his contract and he was free to sign with anybody. He chose to sign with the Nets. The Nets didn't trade for him. They he chose to sign for them, which that tells me that tells me two things. You know, number one, Blake is chasing a ring, 
and I, I understand that, you know, from his time in Los Angeles as a Clipper, you know, Blake Griffin was a high-flying athlete who was living above the rim. He was dunking, he was throwing down alley-oops that, you know, he'd get from Chris Paul. Him and DeAndre Jordan were such a fun duo to watch, you know. Don't get me wrong, that was great, that was fun. I'll, I'll always appreciate that basketball those basketball years well, crazy you mentioned that because they're actually back reunited yeah they reunited <laughs> again you know so i think that's it it's it's good for them but i think for brooklyn that doesn't really do much for them on defense you know because blake isn't i mean blake was never a very dominant rim protector he was he was above average but i wouldn't say he was like you know top three or top five Especially now, because he's getting later in his career. He's gone through injuries now. He's not the high-flying athlete we remember jumping over a Kia Optima. You know, that that's not the same Blake anymore. This is, a, this is a different Blake Griffin. And I think it's something to kind of think about because, again, if they're not trying to get defensive help, that means that they're just going to commit completely to offense. And I think Blake that's where Blake brings the most help. Especially because he's still a very good playmaking power forward. You know, he's averaging, I believe, about four assists, you know, a game. You know, when he's when he played for Detroit this season, which I don't think are bad numbers. That That's pretty decent numbers coming from a power forward. So I think his ability to, you know, kind of playmake, create plays, create spaces for other players, I think is what's going to help Brooklyn. But on defense, uh, that's I'm still looking at that, and I'm still thinking that's where Brooklyn's Achilles heel is, and this could be something that determines whether they make it to the finals or not. You know, it's good that they're signing big names. It's good that big names want to come play for them. At the end of the day, you know, everyone wants a championship ring. And that's what some of the people joining Brooklyn are doing. They, they all want to chase the ring. And Brooklyn is the best opportunity for that. But defensively, can they get it done? Can, can you stop a team like like the 76ers, like Boston, you know, if, if you face them in the playoffs for seven games, six games, I, I understand that offensively, Brooklyn is nearly unstoppable. You know, you already have Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden. That's a lot of firepower on offense. You I know? agree. And that, we know that's not going to be an issue for them. Well, them. Them signing Blake, you know, that means that they're committing to offense and they're saying, hey, every single game that we're playing, we're going to go into a shootout and we're going to win because you guys will not be able to outscore us. And that's where I think the Brooklyn Nets are kind of going towards. And if it works out for them, great. You know, I, I honestly can see them making it out of the East. I feel like they'll have a little bit more trouble towards the Eastern Conference semifinals and finals. That's where we'll really get to see them put, be put to the test because... Playoffs are a whole different story. But I don't think Blake to the Nets is a bad signing, though. No, I don't think so either. I mean, again, it could be for it could be ring chasing or it could be, you know, the Nets trying to fill a trying to fill a row a role in that squad. But, you know, you will you will think, okay, where do they go from here? So obviously again you mentioned that they have the three best shooters in the game with James, Kevin, and Kyrie. So and then um, now adding Blake Griffin, it's more like perimeter offense. So you have DeAndre, then him. So it just depends how it's all going to work out for them. Again, they are the team where you can label them. It's championship robust. Because if they don't, if they don't win it this year with the caliber of players that they have, 
then that project was a complete fail. Yeah. In my opinion. Agreed. You know, with with who they're bringing in, with who they're signing, with how many picks they've traded away, they're not thinking we're going to win in the future. We're not going to win three years, five years from now. We're going to win right now. It's kind of it's kind of like in the similar position of my Rams that they've done. They just trade picks away and then they try to accumulate um, the best roster. So yeah, yeah. It's, I it's, mean, as much as I mean, I'm a Rams fan. Um, my L, my LA fans here, but. Again, that's just how I see it. Where it's also like we're being labeled like the championship or bust, but definitely we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. I'm not sure if he started to play for them already, but um, definitely one thing's for sure that every game the Nets are just trying to outscore their opponents. Agreed. Because if you can see, and if you if we'll probably bring some some scores for the next podcast when we bring up the Nets, but every single game. They 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 can give up about what maybe one twenty points a game, but they'll outscore their opponents like one fifty. So it's like you would think, does defense really matter for them at this point? And then another another thing too is, do they have the bench support? Because that that was one of the issues that you know a lot of analysts have been talking about. Do they have the bench support to to be able to uh, outlast? Because again, the only reason why they are where they're at is because of a healthy Kyrie, a healthy AD. And a healthy James Harden. If the season catches up to him, who knows? One of them can be gone. That wouldn't be a problem. But then if both, if two of the big, two of those uh, big players are gone, then what then? You know. And I feel like yeah, that's where you get to see the true, the true nature. Because then I, in my opinion, I feel like you know Steve Nash isn't really showing the coach. Um, his coach skills, his coaching skills for me, because he has three players that can change the game completely. So I kind of want to see Steve Nash being a team where you take out two of them and you just have one. How do you manage that team then? So it's definitely it's definitely something to look into in that squad. So we'll see how it plays out. But definitely, there's not it's not just Blake Griffin that we want to talk about. There's other big names right now out in free agency. One of them is PJ Tucker. It's a very, very good bench pro player um, for the Houston Rockets. Um, everyone's trying to see where he's going to go. Obviously, he's officially done with the Rockets. They literally scratched him from last from the last game on a healthy, and he's healthy. So definitely, they're trying to figure out something for him. Um, the Lakers are in that market for, for P.J. Tucker. The other big name is Andre Drummond, and that's probably like the other biggest big man out there to see. Um, there's rumors that he might go to the Nets, but for God, for me, is like, what else do the Nets need to look to to look better? I mean, do they need another another star just to be LeBron? I mean, I don't know. That's literally what the that's literally how it's been going in the NBA. Where like, how many more does how many players do they need for them to be LeBron? So, um, what are your thoughts on that? About the Nets are they're they're the monsters. Of, of the <laughs> NBA, yeah, with with what they're with what they're trying to do. I mean, it, it's a little bit ridiculous, you know, the 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 amount of talent that they have. So you're telling me uh, LeBron is a tune squad or what? I, at this point, yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> coming out in Looney Tunes too. So I mean, uh, sorry, uh, Space Jam too. So I mean, hey, you never know. But um, the way I see it, though, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of names that are rumored to be moved. You know, like you said, Andre Drummond. PJ Tucker, there's LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, there's a couple names on the market that could, that they're names to watch out for ahead of the trade deadline, you know, on March 25th. And there's a chance that even 
some players get their contracts bought out just like Blake Griffin you know they become free agents and they can choose where to join so that'd be another interesting option and I know like you said the Lakers are they're in the market for for a big man you know they're looking for I feel like someone who can play center a little bit better than Marcus Gasol because Marcus Gasol the Marcus Gasol experiment in LA you know it's nice that he's pal's brother you know, it was it was nice to think about, but it has not worked out for the Lakers. Not as not as well as they would have hoped for. And with the performances that he's been putting on, with his you know his numbers not looking too good, I I would think that they would start looking for possible options to maybe fill in that void. To know? add to add to that, do you think Gasol's lazy? Would you label him lazy? I don't think he's necessarily lazy. I just know that he's not the player he used to be. You know. People think Marcus Gasol, and they remember his time, you know, with the Memphis Grizzlies. He was good there. He was dominant there. Yeah, you I, know? and even then, he was compared better to Paul. Yeah, his and brother. You, you think about his time, you know, even with the Toronto Raptors, you know, he wasn't. He was contributing there. I mean, he was still playing fairly well there. And now that's not that's not so that's not so much the case anymore, you know. So that's why I feel like the Lakers would probably be in the market for another center which is why the three big names that are mentioned with Aldridge PJ Tucker and Drummond those are all linked to the Lakers you know we do have a roster spot open could be something to watch out for you know who else has roster spots open the Nets so (laughs) it's another name I mean again I feel like personally I don't think uh, Blake Griffin is going to be the last player to join the Nets I think there's going to be one other person one other player who could possibly join them with the same with the same reason you know they're just chasing a ring so you mentioned Lamarcus Aldridge, which is for me, he's a great player. Um, where does he go from here after mutually agreeing with the Spurs to part ways? I think it's in the hands right now. It's in the hands of San Antonio, you know, and that's a lot of people are hoping for a reunion in Portland, and I think that'd be great. I don't I, think so. I think uh, I think a homecoming would serve him right. I think with the injuries that they have. You know, from their four and five position, I think Lamarcus can fit in. You know, and kind of contribute there. But if he really wants to go to a contender, you know, that's again, I don't know how much say he has and where he can go. I think uh, I know Greg Popovich is going to want something in return. You know, for being able to trade him, and if it just so happens that they don't come to an agreement, you know, and maybe they just buy out his contract, maybe that's where Lamarcus can kind of say, okay. Maybe I want to play here. Maybe I want to play here. That's where he'll have his options. But I know the rumor I'm hearing more than any other team is Portland. And I, personally, I'd like to see him there. So, Well, for me, Portland, because, again, that's where he literally was traded to. From He went from Portland to the Spurs. Portland, I heard it wasn't a good. It, was, it, was a good, it wasn't a good relationship there after he got traded. So that's why I'm kind of against that. But you never know. Maybe you're right. Maybe there could be amends there. They can go back. I feel like if the if Portland gets a cal- a player like him, maybe hey, they could probably possibly be a contender again too. Because I mean, Portland has Damian Lillard and CJ, and uh, was it Nok- uh, Nurkic? Nurkic. Yeah. So and Nurkic isn't healthy, so maybe you know getting a Marcus could give him that little breathing room to use in the center. So. We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But definitely, I don't. I mean, I won't be surprised if our Lakers move, make that move too. So, because if there's one player that's risen his value since AD has been injured, is 
Kyle Kuzma. Agreed. And maybe, yeah, even though we extended him, because obviously we had to, or else, you know, we'd be kind of having, like, an on-and-off relationship with him. And who knows if he would be be performing to the level that he's performing now, now that he has a contract. He's like, okay, you know, it seems like I, I'm favored in this team. I'm important, so let's play. But, you know, hey, maybe Rob's going to pull the trigger and, like, hey, maybe it's time to pull the plug on Kuzma and, like, I'll give you him. What can I get to the Spurs and maybe they'll buy you? Like, yeah, cool. God, I hope not. Yeah. I really hope not. I like Kuzma on the Lakers. I think uh, he's been filling in really well for Anthony Davis at the four, you know, and we saw it most recently in the game against the Pacers, you know, in the the first game back from the All-Star break. You know, Kuzma had 24 points, 13 rebounds. You know, he led all Lakers in points, you know, and I think I know there was two plays where LeBron found Kuzma behind the arc and Kuzma fired both clutch threes you know he managed to make them you know and that's kind of the impact that Kuzma's had he's able to stretch the floor and he's improved so much from last season I feel like I know last season a lot of Laker fans had a love-hate relationship with him there was times where he'd be great and there was times where he would play so poorly and a lot of a lot of it was you know you Laker fans were wondering, like, hey, like, what happened to the Kuzma that we knew before? You know, the, the Kuzma, younger one, right? The Kuzma, the one that we just drafted. Yeah, the Kuzma, yeah. where he was expected to be the the third scoring option. You know, he was expected to be a huge piece on this Lakers team, and he fell out of that a little bit last season. But he's definitely picked it up. I agree that he's had such an improvement since you know AD went out. You know, I'm not saying I hope AD stays injured, but the way Kuzma's playing, you know, he's really found himself again. You know, he's been able to get focused and get back on track with the way he's playing and i hope he just continues to build on this you know and i i wouldn't at the at the way he's playing i wouldn't want the lakers to trade him if he was playing like last season that might be a different story and they <laughs> like pull the plug yeah you know what hey look i, I understand you guys hey, you're like a him. great guy but just uh listen kuz you're great thanks for all you've done but uh we decided to go in a different direction so, see again had that been last season i would have said all right do it but this season, I've kind of gone back on that. I, I, I do like him. If it so happens that we're trading him, it better be for someone good. It better be for someone who makes a good impact the way he's been doing for us. No, I agree. I mean, maybe maybe I'm hard on him because, again, he, um, we had Lonzo. We had Brandon Ingram in the past and Julius. And look how hard we were on them. And they got traded. And then Ingram is like the best, the best player for the Pelicans. Julius Randle, first time he he got a an All Star Alicord, Alicord, and you know so that's why I'm saying like maybe that's what Kuzma needs to be traded and show his real value. But definitely like he is, I'm not gonna take away that he is picking up his game, which is good. But I hope when AD comes back, he doesn't feel like okay, like half of the responsibility is off my shoulders now. No, keep showing that intensity because if he becomes that player. Trust me, like he's gonna play a big important part when it comes to the playoff run. Oh yeah. So agreed. That's why so that's that's where I hope he doesn't lose his focus. Because after that, if this is all just because he was injured and afterwards his his uh playing his playing just declines, then you would see that that was just literally just um all for show. Yeah, it's all yeah, yeah, yeah it's all for show, you know. So, so hopefully it doesn't get like that. But we're going to see. I mean, again, this is crunch time. We're hitting the last 30, I, 30, I want to say like 32, 33 games of the season. So it's crunch time. This is this is time to get it together, you know, and it doesn't matter who joins where. It doesn't matter who signs where. At the end of the day, 
whoever joins new teams, you have two months to get the chemistry down, to get the playbook down, to get familiar with your teammates. Two months of the regular season to get it together, and then it's playoffs. You know, in playoffs, you can. There's no margin for error. Every every game counts. You know, momentum is a big thing, and it's not to say that it matters completely because, as we saw, teams like Miami, you know, last last season, and you know, they were the number five, like they were the fifth seed mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference, and they went all the way to the finals. So, just because you get the number one seed, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to make it all the way. But as long as you get into the playoffs, anything goes. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, in the postseason, the margin for error is slim to none. That's when you get to see, can players really step up? Can they really perform for their team? Who's going to step up in the big moments? And who are the teams that are going to shy away, crash out of the playoffs, you know, and we, you and I, get to criticize them. So yeah, that's that's where we'll probably be on the Nets for. Like you mentioned, like I think the one of the biggest things in the playoffs is trust. Who takes the final shot? Like if you were to, if you were Steve Nash and there's three seconds left on the clock, no timeout. This is your final timeout, and you're making up a play between KD, Kyrie, or Harden. Who would you give the ball up to? I'm picking Durant. Really? No, I not no not even a hesitation. I really? Think, <laughs> I think Durant. Personally, I think he's one of the best scorers that the league has ever seen. Oh, I agree. Uh, He doesn't like to get compared to Michael Jordan, and rightfully so, because no one should be compared to Michael Jordan. That man man is in his own level. But the way Durant can, his length, his jump shot, just his range. I mean, the Durantula they call it. It's it's he's (laughs) or the Slim Reaper. Yeah, the Slim Reaper. Yeah, he has he has a lot of nicknames. You know, but. I just think, without a doubt, I think he's the best shooter that that the Nets have. Maybe someone else can argue that James Harden is also really good from shooting, and I, I can see him too. I think Durant is just with his length, with his range, with where he can shoot the ball. I just don't. I just don't think there's another option to give the 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 very last play to. I think it goes to Durant. Yeah, and honestly, I agree too because I feel like he's grown so much in his game. Um, if he was the player that he was with the Thunder, where he was growing, if you ask him to take the final shot, he'll probably hesitate. Like, I don't know. But then now, when he was with the Warriors, obviously, you know, the Warriors are the whole different team. There was Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond. But in there, he had trust. So they knew, like, if he was able to take the shot, he'll take it. And he felt comfortable, too. Like, well, if I miss it, I have other people to take care of me. So, yeah, I agree. For me, I think... It will. It would have been either Kyrie or Durant. I wouldn't pick Harden only because I don't know. When it comes to crunch time for Harden, it it just it's more like a fifty fifty that something will come out. But with Durant or Kyrie, they'll make something happen. Yeah, so. I mean, we saw Kyrie perform big in the NBA Finals. That three one. Yeah, when he when, when they were with the Cavs. Yeah, you know he he played big. You know we saw Durant play phenomenal when he was with the Warriors in the finals. I mean, we know both of them have that experience. They have those big moments. So that's why I think it has to be one of them too. You think if Durant didn't get injured against Toronto that final, you think the Warriors would have took it? That's a good point. That's a good question. I, that's, think... I always thought that. I was like, no, if Durant didn't get injured, no, there's no way Toronto would have won that championship. Even with Kawhi Leonard, who was considered the, the, the best player that year over LeBron according to a lot of NBA analytics yeah but. 
that was that was funny to me, but okay. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I think Kawhi's a great player. You know, he's one of the best two-way players I think the league has seen in a very long time. But I think I don't think he can lock up. I don't think he would have locked up Durant for the entire series. You know, and it it's. I mean, we can ask what if questions all day long. You know, we can say what if. You know, so-and-so didn't get injured. What if so-and-so had made this shot? What if he went to this team instead? I mean, there's so many what-ifs, you know, and those are all great scenarios to play out because that's where we get to debate, okay, well, this could have happened, this could have happened, this could have happened. But at the end of the day, we're never going to know, which us as sports fans, that sucks because we like thinking about stuff like this. But if I had to pick, I, I think if Durant never got injured, I think they win. Yeah, because I think... I think well they were they were without Clay Thompson already that year so did he get was that when he does that when he messed up his knee in that series too? Yes, it was. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was. So yeah, I felt like even even if they had him out and they they had Duran, they would have been alright and they still would have. Because again, it's how you say it, he can carry a squad with them. So and he's proved it, you know. So yeah, definitely. So. Any final thoughts, Jeremy? I mean, I just think this is fun. You know, I, I always, even with my podcast, you know, I, I really enjoy just being able to talk sports, you know, be able to talk just about different leagues, you know, and just whatever the case is, any sport, you know, I, I'm, I, I enjoy it. You know, if it's something I don't know, then I'm more than willing to sit down and learn about it. And if it's something, if it's something that I am familiar with and I do know, I love throwing my two cents in, so... I can tell that, again, like between me and you, this is something that's been a long time coming because we've had our own talks, our own debates just for fun. Now we get to do it, but with other people listening. So I think this will be fun. You know, overall, I think um, I'm just glad that sports are coming back. You know, with I remember when the pandemic, you know, had first started and we had no sports like it was what were we going to do? You know, there's only so there's only so much we can watch on TV. There's only so many times we can rewatch you know, Netflix and Hulu before we're like, okay, we need something, we need something live, we need something real, you know, and the fact that sports are coming back, especially here in LA, now that fans are starting to be allowed back in limited capacity, I think that's going to be good, you know, that's, I think uh, LA really needs it, because we haven't really had that luxury like other states have, only because we've had, we've been hit pretty hard, you know, with COVID, and, and I understand where the concern is. And I'm glad that the numbers are starting to go down because now fans can go back, you know. And the best part about sports is the fans. Mm -hmm. You know, they make they make the moments great, you know, with, with the yelling, with the crowds, you know, with just everything. With It's just, it's a lot more entertaining. It's the, 12th, just, the 12th man, you can yeah, say. It's, yeah, that's, that's what the nickname is for, you know, many different stadiums, crowds. And, I mean, it's just something that's, it's sorely missed. We, we see it in sports. We see it. All the time on TV, you know, in arenas for NBA or for soccer or whatever. There's no, there's no people allowed, and it's a little weird. It was, it was, it was hard to get used to at first. I'm just glad that it's all coming back now. I'm glad that sports are coming back. I'm glad that we're having this podcast and we're we're gonna be able to talk about all that. So yeah, no, this is gonna be good. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm looking forward to all the podcasts that we record after this. But um, definitely thank you guys for joining us. Um, anyone that join us in between or just join us now again we appreciate all of you you guys are our first followers for supporters um again 
we're just glad that sports are coming back. It's been a very long time, almost a year since we haven't seen any fans in there. And definitely, like, finally having fans back at Dodger Stadium and even the Staples Center, our fans can enjoy, can now celebrate the championship feeling of um, what we went through last year. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, if, if, if we're able to contain co- the COVID cases here, we can eventually have a parade with the, the Dodgers and the Lakers together. Waiting. So, and who knows? And if things turn out good this year, um, back to back, I I don't know. You know, at the end of the season, we might be asking Alexa to play. You know, back to back by Drake. So I mean, hey, if it happens, it happens. So we'll see though. That's that's still a long way to go. We can't get too confident, you know. And I feel like uh, we we should probably focus on the games up ahead first, you know. And especially for the Dodgers because we haven't even started the season yet. But I like our chances though. I do. If there's ever if there was ever a time to possibly repeat, I feel like we're we have pretty good odds. I agree, Jeremy. So to my fellow Angelinos, this is uncontested. I'm your host, Alan Rodriguez. My co-host Jeremy. Yes, sir. And thank you for joining us. We out. <laughs>